1: And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Frank Keck, who'll be sitting in for Master Watson. Hi, Frank. Hi, Matt. Thanks for sitting in for the other Matt. Uh, it's my pleasure. I do appreciate it. I don't know it. if I
0: have the same look. I don't have the same look he's
1: got. <clears throat> no, you're, uh, you're, you're much more built. Isn't that the... <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, your company is called Core Build, right? That's, That's a, right. We we're help... going to talk about building our abs today. We help people get in shape. One, two, three, four finger exercises. There you go. (sighs) All right. So in reality, Frank, you are the CEO and I believe the founder of CoreBuild Solutions. That is correct. Findable on the interweb at corebuild.solutions. Yep. So while you're on the internet checking that out, it's probably a good time to mention that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io. We help you build a software development team quickly and affordably.
0: It's amazing how many people... want to build web apps and websites and like, don't know how to go about it. So.
1: Yeah. And that's a, the, what we help is teams that need teams and businesses that, so in the United States, there's 350,000 open, uh, IT jobs. Wow. We don't have enough people to do them, man. Yeah. And so the thing is, is, you know, businesses can't, can't uh, operate they can't if you don't have the resources or can't afford the resources you need to grow it's a challenge so yeah our company's grown pretty quickly and uh, coming up on 200 employees in less than two years, which is almost like a whole nother subject. I might have to re- rewrite. It's like a new employee every three days. It's, it's a lot, man. And there's, and, and with that, you're a, you, you actually core build is not about building your abs. It's about building the culture in your business. Well, if you saw my abs, you would know that that was a fact. I, I believe that yeah. mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. But it is kind of,
0: uh, building your company like you would build your, when you, when you, you know, exercise and you want to be in shape, what they tell you is you got to have a strong core because everything yep. comes from that. Same thing with the business.
1: Yeah. And so rather than talking about, you know, we did just have an episode that you've likely listened to if you're a regular listener about workplace culture, but today we're actually going to talk about self-development, which in many ways is the core of establishing uh, workplace culture if you're the leader or someone that's involved with it. Am I correct? That's correct. So how do you define self-development? Working on yourself. Okay. So I think it's just,
0: it's expanding. That was, it was my attempt at humor, but you didn't even <laughs> smile. So <laughs> I think it's working on yourself first. You know, somebody told me a long time ago, you can only lead as far as you've been. Sure. And so if you haven't, if you're not very emotionally mature, you're not very vulnerable, right? You haven't experienced different things. How are you going to lead anybody else to that? And I wanted to tell you a story real quick. So I have a a client that I do a a two-year leadership development program for. And uh, the president of the company uh, said to to a couple of the guys that are in this class, he said, um, I want you guys to work on being mindful. Mindfulness is important. And they said, what's that? And he said, I don't know. I heard it from a friend of mine, another CEO. And mindfulness is like that's the 21st century business skill. And so you guys got to figure out how to do that and then come tell me. So, they came to this class and they said, Hey, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to develop mindfulness. Do you know what that is? And they said, You know all the stuff that we've been doing in this class for the last year and a half? Yeah, that's mindfulness. They said, Well, that's just like understanding who we are and like when we're emotional and why we're emotional and how we handle things better. I said, Yeah, that's mindfulness. So, I think that's that developing your core is understanding yourself better. Why am I like this? Why do I respond to things in a certain way? How does that impact other people in a positive or negative way?
1: And so I think it's just having a much better relationship with yourself. Sure. So I wrote a book about this. I know. Balance Me, A Realist Guide to a Successful Life. I broke it down into three categories. You say, what is? if you ask me what is self-development. Hey, Matt, what's (laughs) self-development to you? Well, thanks for asking, Frank. You know, for me, it's about finding a, a satisfying balance between what i refer to as the 3p's which are your personal professional and physical life and i i early in the book i i make it pretty obvious i say all right frank i'm going to give you 100 points 100 effort points and don't be that smart ass that says you give 110% cuz
0: you can't how do you, you give don't get to do that you give
1: 100% percent. so h- how do you currently allot your effort personally professionally and physically And then people will say, well, maybe 40, 40, 20, personal, professional, physical. And then you ask the question, where do you really want to put those points? Because they are almost always a completely different answer. Now, the term life balance and self-development and all this different stuff, it means something different to everyone. Um, You know, I say pretty early in that book, you can't like life balance is like a child playing with a top that they just, you know, like you spin it. It's got this tight rotation and it seems great. And then it wobbles and falls over and you got to pick it up and you got to wind that thing up again. Yeah. And self-development is that same thing. So really, and you mentioned mindfulness, that's really kind of the crux of, of my book balance me. It's that you have to have an understanding and be mindful about the imbalance that you may have personally, professionally, physically. The reason why is no matter who you are, if you're way, way, way out of balance, The other categories are going to come to claim that balance. Yeah. So I use the example of if you're 90% of your effort is professional, then your personal and your physical life are way out of balance and you're going to suffer. So you might have problems at home. You might go through a divorce. Your kids might become assholes. You might, you (laughs) might, you might become unhealthy. Those are all examples of those categories coming back to claim that imbalance. Well, it's like if you were spinning plates. Yeah. One wobbles.
0: Yeah. One wobbles. Yeah, You've got, you might have one that's spinning great, but what about the other two?
1: You got to run around you got to deal with that. Sometimes they're all three spinning well. Now with, with that, uh, with that example, I just gave a lot of people say, well, what's a great balance uh, that has to be defined by you. It's different for everybody. Yeah. It's 100% different for everyone and it can evolve and change. Yeah. So, you know, and that's been the, that was the whole kind of the, uh, the thesis statement of the book is understanding. You mentioned some of the things about being mindful, like okay, a, an example is I actually get into personality styles because your personality style is different than mine and it's different than everyone else's. And then when we're under the when we're under the most stress, we act the worst. Well, that's your true self, right? Yeah.
0: And everybody acts different under under pressure. Right. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: so that 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 level of communication is paramount. Um, largely because you have to speak in languages that the, that the recipient gets. So like for me, I'm a, I'm a a high type a very driven person. I care about results. Not necessarily. I like the sausage, not necessarily what goes on in the, in the, in the plant. Right. And I have to be mindful of that because there are a lot of people that care as, as much, if not more about that process. So as a leader or someone else, I have to Kind of quickly detect when and where I might be able to be a little overbearing or whatever because other people's perception of you or the situation or what needs to occur is their reality. So.
0: And then to create an environment, and this is kind of what we talked about last time, creating a culture where it's safe for people to say, hey, Matt, you're being a
1: little forceful. Chill out. Yeah. And they do say that occasionally. But being able kind of, to... The, it's usually Watson. <laughs> to, to get I'm it. like, do you need me to stop doing that because I'm directing it at you? Or is that just like... You guys are... Uh,
0: it was fun watching you two together. You guys are like the yin and yang.
1: Well, that's... But that's part of what makes our show and our ability to be business partners... But it balances. It, it, well, strong. Yeah. And that's... Uh, actually, a, a, you talk about building a core. We think that that's pretty important from a business standpoint because you want to be partners with people that are good at the things that you're not. Yep. Um, or you need to find people in your business that are good or willing to do, or like the things that you don't like doing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need 10 people just mm. like you. Uh, no, no. From a self-development standpoint, that probably wouldn't work out very well. Cause I would spend <laughs> most of my time thinking about how to kill me.
0: <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode where he got engaged to get married and then he Realize, hey, she's just like me. I can't stand me. Yeah, and he broke up with her. Yeah, but 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 that's the whole thing is you got to okay. How do I learn to like me and accept me? And the more I can accept me, guess what? Now I can apply that with other people. Yeah. But if I don't like me and I'm always negative and saying bad things about myself, I'm probably coming after you next. Yeah. And so that just creates a world of animosity, and nobody wants to. Nobody wants to work on that.
1: Yeah. And so much of so much of self-development, in my opinion, starts with this really like unfiltered look at yourself. Yeah. Because and I say this right early in the book, um, if you're not willing to admit that you're your own biggest problem, just put the book back because a) you're not going <laughs> to like it. And B, I can't help you. Yeah. Uh, you also have to acknowledge that change is difficult and that it's not something that's ever finite and done. Yeah. It's it requires it's a revisit, journey, right? Journey. Yeah. I mean, it is, it yeah. is, it's an evolution. And, um, you know, like, so when you talk from a self-development standpoint, I think that before you can begin to grow or develop yourself, you have to first tear yourself down a little bit. I mean, I, what, what's your take on that?
0: Um, when you say tear yourself down, oh, I guess the way I you would approach be it open,
1: is open to repair, tear yourself yeah.
0: up, oh, uh, yeah. uh, open yourself up. Yeah. Right. Tear open the, yeah. the, the cover and look inside and just be honest with what you see. Yep. And you're going to find stuff that you like and you're going to find stuff that's really uncomfortable. And what I've learned through the years is, OK, if there's something and I look at it and it makes me really uncomfortable, there's probably something really good in there that I, I probably ought to
1: dig into a little bit. Well, I think some of the some of the development, any any type of self-development, what you just said there is actually a remarkably positive statement. Um, you have to start beginning to find what the good and the bad is like, you know, it's like finding a a diamond inside of a turd. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, and here we are two episodes in a row with a turd analogy, but it's true though. And (laughs) And this sounds terrible, but how the hell do you know if there's a diamond in there or not if you're not willing to get dirty and figure it out? This episode brought yeah. to you by Charmin. Yeah, no doubt. I should call them for a softer approach to cleaning up my mess, right? But but there's there's truth to that. And there's and you know, sometimes things that we perceive to be immediately negative or no good are actually great.
0: Your biggest strength is also your biggest limitation. Oh, your I say that all weakness. the time. They
1: hold hands and walk down the street well, together. They do, and they yeah. laugh, they mock you. Yeah, and together. The, it's the same way with your business. Well, I'll give you an example and we'll tear I'll tear myself down. So I can be a talker, which can be a plus and a minus. You know, like I can be emotional, which can be a plus and a minus. Yep. Um, I can be be confident and strong, plus and a minus. And also your business. Like I look at Gigabook, which I'm the founder of. It is highly customizable, which is a strength for some and a huge weakness for others because it takes a while to set up. Yeah. So what are what are your strengths and your weaknesses, and how are some a benefit and how are some not?
0: It's just like with me and Core Build. So what we do is we go in and we help people to to basically look at themselves in the mirror and see the truth. And, uh, my business partner and wife, Rachel says, you know, you're really good at making people both comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time. That's okay. But it's the same thing.
1: You've,
0: you've got to be, when you're uncomfortable, it's because you're looking at something and realizing, oh, there's something here that maybe I want to change, but you got to be comfortable with that. We talked about this in the last episode, being comfortable with change. So I think it's, you know, as you're developing yourself, the more you can go introspective, the, and get used to okay. Well, I hurt a little bit, but now I'm going to grow. It's just like lifting weights. You know, you lift up, and lifting weights is actually just tearing the muscles. Yep. And you got to have that time to recover. So it's really just the same thing. What can I learn about myself today? And then learn to accept it and improve upon it. And,
1: no, and the same. And you're mentioning the same thing with the weightlifting analogy is it's about repetition. Yeah. And it's about doing it regularly. You don't just lift weights once and you're like, dude, I look like the Hulk. And isn't that funny, Matt? Like people will go,
0: well, you know, we do an annual review with our people. I don't know why. The culture is not better. We yeah. talked to him last year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what well, did you talk to him today? Well, no, I I haven't talked to him today. Well, you, you do. It's that repetition. You got to talk to your people every day. You got to talk about culture every day. You got to talk about values. I
1: think you got to talk to yourself every day about yeah. it too. I mean, yeah. in, the, in the vein of self-development dude, it's so easy to get away from the, from the repetition. And you know, they, whoever they is, you know, it takes X number of days to build a new habit or whatever. Well, this episode brought to you yeah. by they. Yeah, no doubt. Go to they.com. I've never gone to that. I wonder what doing. We should is. try that out. Yeah. And while I will well, do that while also thinking about how many email sample.com gets. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. I have never thought about that. <laughs> Wow. I mean, uh, so, you know, I I think that so much of self development, too, you know, we're sitting here talking in a professional capacity, but the personal side of things is pretty key. Um, You know, if you're dragging muck from your personal and your professional life, you know, back and forth, and here's an example. So I talk about this in Balance Me. If you have, if you do not know how to communicate with people because you have a different, you have a different style, personality style. You have a different level of communication and you have a blow up with them at work 30 minutes before you leave. You're going to drag that into the rest Absolutely. of your day. And it's like a toxic rainstorm over everything else. So yeah. some, sometimes these simple things are just about learning how to communicate to avoid those kind of things. Cause that, that toxicity carries with you no matter what you're doing. Like absolutely, you, you can have a blow up at 4:30 at work with, uh, with several people and then you can go do the, like the most redeeming, you can go raise money for the, everyone that raises money. Right. And like for they, yeah, for they, and you know, it doesn't matter cause you're not going to think about that. You're right. going to think about the shitty argument that you had because you don't, it, and oftentimes it is you don't know how to communicate with whomever. So did you ever watch the, or do you ever watch the dog whisper? No, but yeah, I, I know the, the theory. So of I it. don't even know if the show's still Could on. Do we know what he whispers TV. to the dogs?
0: Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. So every episode we used to watch it, uh, my wife and I and the kids religiously, like every episode and every episode was the same. So he would, somebody would call and say, Hey, I need help with my dog. My dog's out of control. So the dog whisperer would show up and he would sit down and he would talk to the people and then he would go talk to the dog. And I don't know how he speaks dog, but he would connect with the dog. And then, uh, after like eight minutes with the people and two minutes with the dog, he would come and he would say, well, the dog's not the problem. You're the problem. They're like, what do you mean? We're the problem. We're the humans. And he said, your energy, you're giving the dog negative energy and the dog is just reacting to it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say my my gut instinct would tell me that he had he was a calm. Yeah,
0: and so that but that every every episode it was the same. Hey, if you will change as the human, the energy you're giving the dog, the dog will will change. And that was it's the same
1: thing with your kids or your wife or your husband or your coworkers or your employees or your clients or different people in that regard. What energy
0: are you giving out? Yeah, and. And is it helping or hindering? Cause it's doing one or the other. And so then just like, if you learn nothing else from this podcast, but that of, okay, what energy am I giving out today? And is it energy that anybody else wants? Yeah. And if it's not, then just close up and go home. Right. No, I, mean, I agree. Do, do, but cause you're not making anything any better.
1: Well, and some of that, that can carry over into like 10,000 different things, you know? So the Matt DeCourcy school of customer service is based on reality and yeah. not like the customer's always right. Like I've literally fired clients. Yeah. I'm like, you are just detracting so much. Like you are. So at full scale, our, 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 uh, companies hire us to become part of their work culture, which you, from a work culture perspective makes it t- tricky Cause we've got people that are in our work culture and then involved with dozens of other work cultures. Right. And sometimes we find clients that they're overbearing. They're working our people to a a shitty place. And then another thing too, is like, we don't guarantee results because they're the people that manage their own projects. So sometimes we get, we get, uh, you know, occasionally we'll have a client that'll be like, well, this isn't going well. It's your fault. I'm like, uh, but is it? You know, and that's the thing is, is sometimes you got to look back at anything you're doing and say, okay, am I the problem? And uh, you know, every time I do that, I usually realize shit. I, I, pro- I, <laughs> might, I, I probably, I answer. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't mean that you always have to fall on your own sword, but sometimes you're like, okay, so I might not be the entire problem. Am I part of it? And what can I do to, what can I do to better fix that? Yeah. How am
0: I contributing to the problem and how do I contribute to the solution? Yeah. But I think too, so those companies that you guys work best with, my guess would be you're aligned with them.
1: Well, I'll give you an example. Some of those things, some of those issues in the past have occurred by us. Just, I mean, you talk about, do you get a chance to choose your clients? Well, we do now. Yeah. Cause I just learned that we're better to have no clients than shitty ones. Yeah. And you know, and, and certain, so like looking at the chemistry of what makes that occur. Um, and is it us or is it them? And if, and if people, whether it's clients or employees or leaders are not, if they are not equipped to handle what's coming downstream at them, they have very little chance of surviving. Yeah. Do you agree? I,
0: agree? I do. And I think that's part of developing leadership from the inside out is being able to handle those things yeah, mental and emotional perspective and, and taking care of yourself. How many leaders do you meet, Matt, that don't take care of themselves and then they get burnout?
1: Burnout well, is that's just- Well, that's that, back to that three Ps, man. Right. Like, yeah.
0: But you yeah. have no energy left because you it's all
1: negative. And, yeah. And, and, a, and it'll burn it. you up. Like, for example, and I don't, I'm, I don't claim to like be a model of physical fitness but I take four, four days a week at least. And like, I, I have a gym in my house. So, you know, walk on treadmill a little bit, lift some weights. Sometimes I have energy for it. Like I'll give you an example on Saturday. I, uh, to, we're recording this on a Monday. I went down to try to work out. I just did not have the energy, man. Yeah. I hadn't felt well last week. I just was feeling drained, but I still got a little bit in. I said, okay, I'm going to reboot this and I'm going to go in and try to attempt that again. Yeah. No. so,
0: I had that flu, whatever that flu was. My son had it too. And somebody from his class texted him, are you okay? And he said, no, I have the coronavirus." (laughs) He didn't. She goes, no, you know, you're not in Asia.
1: So I will be soon. And that is a real concern.
0: Yeah. So, but we were both down and, and and I'm like you, I worked out for what I could, but I just didn't have the same stamina. But I did want to, uh, to give our listeners a tool today, if that's okay, something that could they could take out and do that would help them to be more, um, aware to develop that core. And it's something that my coach, uh, shout out to my coach, Jeff, uh, taught me about five years ago. And that is that there are five basic human feelings. So we're not necessarily talking about emotions, emotions and feelings are cousins, But a feeling is um, something that you actually feel. So the human system actually tells you when something's not going well. So we talked a little bit about, um, you know, understanding yourself and everybody is designed to have values that are important to them and a purpose that's important to them. And so when you feel a, a feeling, it's your body's way of saying, hey, you're not in alignment with who you are or what you're supposed to be doing. And so if, uh, it's okay with you, Matt, I'll just give you the five. So the first is anger. So anger manifests itself in your neck and your shoulders. So when you're angry about something, you will actually feel that in your neck and your shoulders. The second one is sadness, sadness you feel in your chest. So if you're experiencing something and you feel like a heaviness in your chest, that's sadness or a heart attack, depending on how, how, uh, strong the feeling is. The third one is fear. Fear you feel in your gut. So a lot of times when people will want to you know, speak in public or training people to speak in front of a group, and they're like, oh man, I have the butterflies in my stomach. Well, that's just, that's the human feeling of fear saying, hey, you need to pay attention to this. Uh, so that's anger, sadness, fear. Uh, the fourth one is joy, which is an all over tingling sensation. and And then the fifth one is sex, which is a feeling in your loins, but we don't really talk about that at work, hopefully very much. But if if you think about something that happens to you as a leader, if you were to stop and say, okay, before I do anything, I just want to see where, what am I experiencing right now? Right. So somebody, a customer comes to you and says, Hey Matt, we're not happy with the performance of this team. Before you say or do anything, if you, what if you stop for a second and just go, okay, where am I feeling this in my body? Okay. It's sadness. Okay. So why would I be sad about this? And just have like a short conversation with yourself. Now you can go, okay, now I'm more self-aware of what's the approach that I'm going to have towards this. Now I can be more open and honest with that other person because I'm more open and honest with me. So it's just a, a way of saying, okay, let me stop and kind of take my own temperature. So if you think about, um, like time that you spent with, um, one of your girls this weekend, right. When you think about spending time with your girls, there's going to be a sensation in your body depending on what happened over the weekend. Maybe it's joy, maybe it's sadness, whatever it is. So that's just something that if you'll stop and, and just kind of think about as you experience something that's happening in your life and you think about it, where are you experiencing that in your body? And then just kind of, it sounds crazy, but just have a conversation with yourself. Why am I feeling this feeling? Why am I angry about this? And have that conversation. And what you'll notice is that feeling once you, once you talk to it and, and just say, Hey, I acknowledge you, it will disappear because you'll, it's, it's your body's way of saying, you need to pay attention to this for a second.
1: Yeah. I think that's, those are all good points. Um, is this, is this a too obvious of a thing to point out that self-development starts with self? (laughs) It's not about developing everyone else around you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, that's a, that's so simple, but yeah, I think we forget that. And then also the term development. Um, and I talk to our software clients about this a lot. It's exactly what it sounds like, man. It's development. It's not, it's not self finishing. It's not self completion. It's not self finality. It's development, which is ongoing, uh, which means, and you know, you talk about looking for like weird red flags and stuff like that in life. Like one of the ones that I'll have for a client that'll want to work with full scales when they say, when this is done, I'm like, man, you don't know what you're doing because it's not done.
0: Unless you run out of money or you stop doing it, you're whole company, right? Well,
1: then it could still, I mean, is it really done? Yeah. I mean, on some levels it might be at that point, but as far as yourself goes, I mean, it's ongoing. It's a, it's something that re- requires a lot of, um, immediate tune up. And I, I gave that example of like a child spinning a top or plate spinning right. or any of these things. And that's the way it goes is like when you take a top and I, or like, maybe you have one of those gyroscopes where you can, you know, yank a string and really get it moving. And it's going to even sit on top of a string and it's like, wow, that balance is amazing. It's eventually going to fall off. Yeah, And there's no way to wind that thing back up while it's already moving. So, I mean, I think the thing with self-development and improvement that you have to, you have to consider is that you're going to fail again. You're going to have to make adjustments again. You're gonna to have to learn more things again. You're gonna have to take, you're gonna have to take a bite of humble pie yeah. again. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part. I think that the, the people that, and by the way, I learned something about writing a book about self-development. A lot of people don't wanna hear it. Yeah. They don't, Yeah. they just don't wanna hear it or they have like, and I wrote mine from the most realist point of view and I immediately took shit for it. Cause I'd be like, hey, look, this is the way I think. Every, in the end everything is really truly zeros and ones it's true or false it's black or white it's up or down left right whatever you want to yin yang pick one so <clears throat> i would use the example of all right so what's the obvious answer so let's say i have a i have a drug problem the easiest answer is don't do drugs right it's the simplest yeah well okay So, and then people are like, well, it's not always that easy. There's emotions and whatever. I said, I just, I didn't say that that was the case, Yeah, but that is the solution that we are trying to get to. So whether you're starting at the top, you, uh, in the previous episode, you used the term an inverted pyramid. Yeah. Okay. Well then some cases, this is the case too. So where do you want to be and can you work backwards through that? So, yeah. you know, so you look at something like I use this and I said, it took a lot of heat from people because they're like, Oh, there's all these emotions and all these factors and whatever. Okay. Those are all things that we can work through. Yeah. And you use the example of someone that had maybe had a substance problem. Okay. So where are they getting the substance? What is the, what is, you know, putting them in that? Is it the people they're around? Is it the way they come home from work? Is it someone, you know, all these different things and trying to eliminate the things that, are invariably leading to a bad. So you take, you go back upstream with that pyramid and you know, you look from a self-development standpoint. Okay. Why am I overweight? And I feel like shit. But I think the first thing candy all day, the first thing is just being aware
0: of, Oh, I'm overweight.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have a substance. And that's, that's mindfulness. But in the same thing, it's like, you can't, you can't be in the business of blaming everything else. Right. In the end, you know, and there was dude, when I was younger, like, you know, I I used to have a good time. And it, you blame a lot of other things for, and in the end you're like, Hey, it's me that's making these decisions. That's exactly now, right. Now I used a somewhat, you know, harsh and abrasive example there for some people. Cause you know, some people are like, Oh, well there's a disease. Okay. The, I'm not acknowledge, I'm not saying there isn't. So how do we treat it? And it's the same thing from your, yourself as a person, Yeah, you know, and, um, and I've had to do a lot to, to change my own mentality because I've been guilty of just being obsessed with my businesses and stuff. And you, know, you go home and you're like, oh, wow. So there's stuff here too. Well, my wife told me when we first got married, she said, I know you travel
0: all the time, but don't, don't expect this relationship to work if you come home and all you want to do is rest because
1: you gave everything out on the road all week. I have that issue when I come back from the other side of the planet. Yeah, and sometimes that physicality is tough to overcome. You're talking about forty hours of travel and jet lag. Yeah, and it's like, oh, uh, how are you going to handle it? Let's. Have I've a plan. had I've had a couple issues with that, and it's not intentional. Like it's just like you get back and you're like sometimes you feel like you got smacked in the head with a bat or something, you know, you're trying to stay awake you, or just trying to do, but anything. you're not doing
0: that every week. No. And that was no. her point is, yeah. you know, some from time to time you're going to, but you got to think about that before you go schedule your trips to like, yeah. if you were going to Cebu all the time, that would become an issue at yeah. some point because you're not spending that time and energy with people important to you, your family. Well, the
1: thing I also try to empathize too is, so it's this funny, funny statement. Uh one of the scariest things for me in any given day is being a left alone with my children for too long. <laughs> <laughs> like and I mean that with all love. Is that it's scary for you or scary for them? It's no, it's just scary because I realize how much shit I'm not great at. Yeah. I mean, I say that like they're like, I want this and I want that. I'm like, ah, where's mom? She's only been gone for like 15 minutes. I'm like, can I give them, can I give them yogurt? Can I give them the yogurt that tastes like Sour Patch Kids? Like, are they eating sugar? Are they not? Like, what's going on here? Where are the crayons? How do I, what have they been watching on TV? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, my
0: kids are now 10 and seven. And so it's 14, 10 and
1: seven. So now that's like, Hey, you need to get yourself ready in the morning. Yeah. My kid, my, my daughter is, is five and Little past that, and she's getting smarter now, oh, yeah. and so I think she kind of realizes sometimes when I'm in like an unknowledgeable position, <laughs> and she'll be like, "Yeah, mom, totally said I could play with paint." I'm like, "Mom hasn't been here for an hour, so when did this? When did this authorization occur?" Yeah, and you know, it's like, I mean, some of that is is I don't know. I feel- Wait till they
0: start calling you on your own crap.
1: They, Oh, they already
0: might. Yes. My 10 year old does that. My five-year-old does well that. dad, let's dig into that for a minute.
1: <laughs> so You talk about goofy stuff. Like, you know, my, so my daughter is, is I think she took mostly DNA from yeah. my strand, which is okay. You talk about that strength and weakness. I'm like, awesome. She's like me. And then I'm like, Oh shit. She's, she's like, like me. me, which means oh, she yeah. doesn't sleep. So like last night, As I woke up at two in the morning, which I, I, I don't know if you, I've never told you this, so I don't know why you'd know, but I can't sleep for more than three or four hours straight without waking up oftentimes for like hours. So as I was waking up at two in the morning and doing my migratory pattern around the house looking for a different place to sleep, right? You know, weird. I literally ran into my daughter doing the same thing in the hallway. <laughs> she's five years old and she's like <laughs> wide awake and she's like, "Can I come sleep with you?" I'm like, "I don't know where that's going to happen yet." She's like downstairs. I was like, "Okay," <laughs> but but it's just you know weird stuff and and. uh, <laughs> It is kind of cool and scary when you see how much your kids are like, you oh, man. So, you know, and the reason that that scares me is because you talk about it. So that's part of you. Know, so examining your strengths and weaknesses, um, you know, a high level of drive. So most people that the, a lot of people that meet me will be like, dude, I love your energy. And then I know that others that I don't see are like, fuck, that guy needs to turn it down a little, <laughs> little bit, <laughs> you know? And and I've tried to to be a little more calm and and focused with that. But that's like one of the self-improvement things over the last decade that's been a challenge. Yeah. And some of it, honestly, it's you have to also figure out what works for you. So sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Like, it's so much easier to just be just quiet be, and not say anything. You. Do it. I-
0: it well, was, sometimes it's like the opposite, though. It was fun watching you and Watson because I hadn't seen you guys do this when we did that last episode. No, it was just you and me. Right just watching right? the two of you, like you give off the energy and he just kind of like absorbs it like a sponge, right? And then there's pause and then this really eloquent answer comes back, very
1: steady. I actually thought about it.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, well,
1: that's, that's how that works. Opposite for most me and you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as opposed to just like immediately saying what you think and not thinking about it.
0: Or just waiting for you to finish your sentence because I already have something else I want to add. Yeah, yeah. 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 He actually would think about stuff. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it depends on what we're talking about because sometimes it's the other way around, you know, and I think that that's, you know, still kind of picking on myself or talking about self-development things is. Is, you know, that exactly what you mentioned, when you have a high level of energy or you're talkative, like, dude, you have to have had moments where your mouth has got you in trouble. No, I don't believe you. Not today. Not today. Right. (laughs) It's, it's noon. It's noon here in the studio. Yeah. But you talk about that. That's been something for me. That's been a challenge over my entire life.
0: It, it, It used to be a lot more, but when I started doing a lot more, uh, from the stage. Yeah. And, uh, I had somebody come up to me and go, okay, so just understand this. If you're going to swear on stage, you're going to tell off color jokes, any of that stuff, there's a repercussion. You just need to be ready for it. Yeah. And do you, is that what you want? And that's where I had to stop. And, th- and when I did stand up, right. And they're like, Hey, if you're going to do dirty comedy, do dirty comedy, but just realize that there's going to be you're certain piss people. Some people off. Exactly. So yeah. what is it that you're trying to do from the beginning? But, it, but you said, you know, self development, you have to accept yourself. And I think just so part of that is understanding, okay, so like you and I are wired very similarly high energy, moment to moment, a little bit of ADHD or a little bit of ADD. A little bit, all of it. And to understand, okay, we're going to have an impact on our people because that's the way that we are. So, like, I have two sons, couldn't be more different. One's just like me, and the other one's just like Matt Watson very low key, very thoughtful. My kids
1: are like that. One like me, one like my wife.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so the 14 year old can take like 30 seconds of us at the dinner table. And then he's like, okay, I'm done. I need four hours of rest from you. (laughs) But I think just understanding, you know, what is that energy because that's all part of the culture. What is the, that you're bringing Um, And and you give it to your employees, just like you give it to your kids. Your kids learn from your energy. Your kids learn from what you do and what you don't do. People always say you lead by, you know, you got to lead by example, Matt. And what I tell people is you do lead by example. You need to lead by a specific example or an intentional example. You may be leading from a horrible example, but your employees watch what you do. So guess what? If you don't grow at all, if you don't challenge yourself, they're not going to.
1: I try to get people, I, I try to request that people challenge themselves along with me, Yeah, you know, just meaning like, Hey, you know, I, I think a lot of this, uh, you know, and I hate to just, just chalk it up to maturity, but I think for myself, some of it is just like getting older and like understanding times to like picking and choosing battles as they'd like oh, to yeah. say that it's getting a lot of play, but you know, the, the, I, one of the things self-development wise for me that, um, you know, a lot of people get down, they, they're they're way too concerned about what, what they think other people think of them. Yeah. And I probably like 10 years ago, like I literally just decided I didn't care. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't mean that in a careless way. I'm not like running around being an a-hole, but I, I think I just accepted that. Okay. First in business, I was never going to be popular with everyone, right? Cause sometimes as a manager or a leader, you, you, when you're doing the greatest job, not everyone is thrilled about it. And then personally, um, you know, some of it was, I don't know. I, st- I just started stepping out of any conversations that involved religion, politics, or sex. Yeah. Cause I realized that they were very, uh, usually low value and that I entered those conversations with a, a minimal to no chance of having my opinions be aligned yeah. with those people so i was actually going to probably hurt more than i helped um and then sometimes too it's it's challenging cuz i'm very direct and if you're like i could be direct with you mm-hmm. and you're not hurt about it well, but someone with your opposite personality style often sees that over, sees that don't don't mistake my confidence as arrogance yeah But it's a challenging, it's a challenging road to walk down because once again, back to strengths and weaknesses, like to one person, you're confident to someone else, you're arrogant. But I think now that you know that about yourself, now you can tune into the other person. Yeah. And And that's what that's enabled. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But yeah, I, for a long time, I thought, well, I'm going to get my self-confidence from other people. No. Like I'm up speaking in front of a group. Well, they clap. They must like me. I must be a good person. They were just being polite. They probably many yeah. times were being polite. Yeah. But it's I didn't care. Right? Yeah. They're still clapping. Yeah, sure. And, I, and I've and i always thought everybody should have a job where people clap at the end of when you're done doing your job. Could you mention that? Like you sit down and you do like programming I send it, for six I send hours. It, I send an email yeah. and people clap. It's like, okay, Jose is leaving and he's done for the day. Everybody, all
1: right. Yay. <laughs> So now that, that's something that's been interesting for myself. So, you know, I've used full scale. I like to use full scale as an example for a lot of different reasons. It's a company that's grown really fast. I mean, 200 employees in two years, like, and expecting to double that in the next year. And then it's on two different continents that are on two different sides of the world. We're not talking about South America, North America. So it's, we're not talking about Kansas and Missouri. No, no. Kansas, the home of the chiefs. Kansas City, home of the world champion. Uh, they're City not teams. in Kansas though, right? I don't know. It depends who you ask. Yeah. It. But, you know, with that, not only from a, from a work culture and a self-development standpoint, now I've got two completely different kinds of cultures to deal with. Yep. And trying to figure out how to be a leader, not only for our own people, but also for um, you know, to try to adapt to a culture on the other side of the world that is remarkably different than North American. Right. And, you know, so that's, but that's 99% of our company. Yeah. And you look at the difference and, you know, so our company full skills in in Cebu city in the Philippines, it's a different vibe over there, man. Yeah. I mean, it just is. So how do you, how, and, and the thing is, 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 is Matt DeCourcy as a person, it doesn't, doesn't play the same way there and then sometimes it does sometimes it's really powerful they're like wow this is here's someone that's confident and and i i I can tall well sure but i can really inspire a lot of people but then i have a feeling there's quite a few that are like oh my god (laughs) what just (laughs) happened what did i just witness where'd that crazy american come from Yeah, yeah but you know so that's the thing is is you look at that balance and now with that um you know, I've been faced with having to make decisions that aren't always popular, but have to be made for the greater good of the longevity of stuff. But and
0: had you not had the confidence in yourself, understanding who you are, understanding how you come across. And so it's understanding that first, but then also understanding, hey, I'm an American. They're from the Philippines. That's two completely different cultures. How is that going to play? So the very fact that you're thinking about that, yeah. you've got to get well, used my to plan. them and make adjustments. But yeah. then. How do we help
1: them to be able to make adjustments to you as well? Well, in many days, I want them to be more like me. And, and I say that the parts of that are just like the, the, being a little more outspoken.
0: Do you have, I think you should have a contest where they dress up and act, <laughs> impersonate you on stage.
1: Oh, God. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be frightening.
0: We that did would that. be frightening.
1: When I worked that, with, you talk about We were talking about our kids. Have your kid at some point, your kids kind of like acted like you? Oh, my son dressed like me a couple of times. And you're like, oh my God, this is it? We do. This at, is what I
0: look like? At dinner, we do, we take turns impersonating each other. And so one lucky person will impersonate, everybody goes around the table and does their impersonation of that one person. My kids love to impersonate me because there's so much there. So it's so rich. But I think that teaches we do it on purpose because I want people to understand you gotta you know what people are gonna laugh at some things about you, so why don't you be the first one to laugh about that stuff right It is what it is so sometimes move that's on. a
1: that's a funny a funny thing too i I do often I am caught making fun of myself, yeah for many reasons, just like you know it's like I don't know it is what it is, but you know you talk about like that that the self confidence part. I think that when it comes to self-development, I think that self-confidence is probably the most difficult thing that, that people struggle with. And, yeah, and I, I had a discussion with someone. Why do you about, think that is? I just think that you're, we're our own worst enemy. And I think that the loudest voice at any point about our strengths or weaknesses is our, always our own. Um, and, and by the way, most of the time it's, it's not warranted. Oh, it's almost never warranted. Yeah. yeah but it's the loudest voice in the room because it's in our own fucking head. And I think people don't want to get in their head because then they have to take ownership. Yeah. Well, it's also, if you get in my head, that's messy, man. (laughs) That's like playing asteroids. (laughs) (laughs) Things bouncing around. Don't get hit. Shoot, shoot, shoot. You You get in my head, there's a waiting room full of people. It's like,
0: oh, wow. Where'd all these people come from? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And, you know, it's, it's interesting when you say that, because there's really a lot of truth to that. I mean, the, for me, the my goal. I I would love to silence a lot of that. Yeah, and uh, I I self admittedly have entrepreneurial ADD. And I was just talking to this morning before, you know, I had a meeting before we came to record this. I was talking to a successful entrepreneur here in Kansas city. And he's like, yeah, I got to make sure I just don't chase every shiny thing I see. I said, dude, the struggle's real, man. Tell me about it. i face that every day of my life. Yeah. Now that, that is the battle in your own head for a lot of different things. From a self-confidence standpoint, I think there's a few things that I've learned is, you know, we have a tendency to to say, all right, so I'll give you an example. This is, all right, so I I went through a divorce at one point and I've talked to people that are single or do different stuff. I never really had too much context around that until I started traveling for work. And this was like 15 years ago. And I realize when I'm in the middle of like I'm in like Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I don't really know anyone. I'm gonna have to go do a lot of stuff by myself. Yep. And a lot of people are really insecure about that. Like, would you go see a movie by yourself? Absolutely. I would too. But some people won't. Like, so many won't. They're like, I feel like everyone's looking at me. And would going you lot- go to a dinner by yourself and get a table by yourself? I do it all the time when you when you travel. When I travel I you have all to all the time. Yeah. But so many people, that's a very, that's a terrifying feeling. And the thing you have to get past is you say, well, I feel like everyone's looking at me. And then think about it. Are you looking at them? Because you're not. Because we're all self-absorbed. So we're all stuck in our own. In our, stop
0: being judgmental, right? Of, of Be yourself. curious. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just sit down and like no one's looking at you. And even if they were, who cares?
0: And if you're eating by yourself, Ooh, you can have cares. dessert and
1: no one will give you crap about it. That's true.
0: You can I, order whatever you want. You want you, a second glass of
1: wine? Yeah. Nobody's there to tell you, you can't That's true. Let's not give give everyone too many ideas because those can (laughs) lead to, (laughs) but, but, well, that's actually a good segue, man. And, you know, I think one of the, you know, so self-confidence is really what you make of it. I was talking to someone else over the weekend who had felt a little, uh, a little downtrodden that they had been somewhere and, uh, and, uh, all right, so I've been to five colleges and now I'm a junior. I do not have a college degree. And I, and for a long time, I let that limit myself in my own thoughts. And someone that I knew had made a comment about someone making a comment. Right. And I, and I sent a message through Facebook and I didn't need to do this. I said, Hey, look, uh, none of that stuff matters. It's all all, the only thing that matters is what you will yourself to do. And the path that we've chosen is some, for some of us, it's a little longer, and some of it's, it's not. And I realized pretty quick, I let the lack, of when I was 25, that felt like a limiting factor. When I was 32, no one gave a shit because I had already done some stuff yeah, and I could produce. I was a salesperson. I was a super salesperson. No one gave a shit if I, where I went to school. And I think we're in a kind of a golden age of that. I think so. I mean, I think
0: <laughs> there's still professions where it, you know, where did you go to school get you in the door? If you are an attorney, but like once you get in the door, you better perform. Yeah, that's really. If all you do a crappy job in five years, they're not going to go. Well, you yeah. went to Harvard, so you I can-
1: would on many days, and I maybe not the Harvard example because those are usually that that there is something to that pedigree, <laughs> in a lot of cases. Um, I went, to, I did one of the schools I dropped out of was a top twenty business school. It was way different than the other schools. Like yeah. there was something to it there. I could tell the difference. Like and like from the very first day, and it was the things that they prepared us to do. It wasn't. It wasn't the subject matter because business one hundred one was business one hundred one. It was more like the critical thinking, understanding right. opportunity costs. Like there was a level of mindfulness that existed there that was that was interesting. But you know, I would I I always say when we're looking for businesses and things to that we've invested in, I love entrepreneurs with scars. Yeah. I want to know that it goes back could, to the alignment thing. Yeah. Right. People you're aligned with because they've gone through the school of hard knocks. They've
0: learned those yeah. things.
1: And yeah. I, and I, another thing too is like, you know, and we, uh, one of our favorite quotes on startup hustle is from Mike Tyson. You know, everyone had a plan until they got punched in the face. And, and <laughs> that's, but, a, that's a good point. It, well, it is. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is I'm more concerned about how you're going to react to getting punched in the face than what you look like on paper before the bell rings because everyone, you're, we're all getting punched in the face. That's like, what I, There's no doubt about it. That's what I love about
0: doing workshops and like the first workshop with a team. I never know what I'm walking into. Yep. Like they can tell you, Oh, this is what you're walking into, but you yeah, don't know it don't until know. you walk into it. But it's not until you get that first punch in the face. That's when I think it gets exciting. It's like, okay,
1: now there's some blood. Now I
0: know what we're dealing with. Let's make the best of this. So I I like the
1: challenge of it. Well, I own it in some situations because some people just ask tough questions, which is fair. If you're going to open yourself up for it and even our own employees, they'll they'll say stuff, you know, be like, and, and, you know, and that, and when I say ask tough questions, like uh, I mentioned in a prior episode, we do a town hall meeting with all of our employees and they ask some tough questions sometimes. And sometimes the answer is I haven't done a very good job and I know I need to do better. Yeah. And you would be shocked. You know, let's actually talk about that for a second. Being real? Taking responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know, I think nine out of ten people are trained not to. They think they can. But so something isn't going to go well for you in your personal, professional, or physical life. Take any of them. And it, when you're blaming, all right, here's a good example. All right, so say coming to work today, I got a speeding ticket. And I come in and I'm pissed off. I'm like, I can't believe that cop. I, how dare he give me a ticket? I was going 15 over, but who cares? Does yeah. he have anything better to do? And So now we get mad at the world. I could take responsibility for the fact that it was clearly posted that I can't go over 25. And I was driving through a school zone and maybe going 40 probably wasn't not only good for myself. For those kids. It was also not that safe. Yeah because that's the reality of it. But you take that level of responsibility. And I think that your life can change both inward and outward. Like it, if, if you have an employee that if I have an employee that comes up to me and we've, we it say we just sucked at something and says, you know what, I got to take responsibility for this. This is my fault. I've learned a lot from this. I don't think it's going to happen again. Can I guarantee perfection? No. But I'm. I, but I recognize that you know. And th- by the way, that's going to go over a hell of a lot better than the opposite, which is like finger pointing and blaming in nine different directions. I've got a good friend who's uh, travels the world helping people
0: um, uh, with uh, drug and alcohol addiction, mm-hmm. and uh, helping them really come to terms with it at the beginning. And I said, "What you know? What's the key?" And he said, "You know, there is something to the fact that um, you know there is a disease involved." But he said. You got to own it. It's your oh, yeah. life. What do you yep. want to, what do yep. you want to do with it? And that's what he he said. That's what I help people sit down and say, okay, am I going to own my life or is,
1: or is, am I going to let what happened to me control me. it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same way. Like I don't drink a whole lot because I know that sometimes one's too many and twelve's not enough. Yeah. Like I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, when I was younger, I used to work at bars and stuff. I was a bouncer at a bar. Like not really the best environment to be if you want to get, if you don't want to drink or keep, I mean, if you really want to challenge yourself (laughs) as to to why, you know, that then maybe that's a good place. But, you know, some of that is, is taking responsibility and saying like, okay, well, if I don't want to drink a whole lot, maybe I shouldn't work at a bar. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's just start there. Maybe set yourself up for success. Yeah. And then with that, I, you know, kind of retrained myself to just, like I said, like, well, if you think that you having one drink may just might, if there's a one out of five chance result in you having 12, then maybe you shouldn't, or you better be, or you better be prepared to deal with whatever's going to happen that next day. Well, that's it. You got to back to what you said earlier. You got to own it. Yeah. And I don't, and by the way, I'm not like a prohibitionist. I mean, occasionally I do have a few drinks, but I put myself in a spot where that's the right place to do it. And certainly where I'm not the only one doing it.
0: Isn't that great about getting older? Like you learn, you've learned all these lessons
1: and you can be okay with it and go,
0: you know, I yeah. don't want to drink. And if you don't like the fact that I'm not drinking, I'm okay with that. I
1: actually quit drinking for like four and a half years or something like that. Yeah. Just cause I wanted to. And then, you know, and there was, and with that, I had a, some people that I knew around me. They're like, they're like, well, why would you want to do that? I'm like, why wouldn't I want to do it? But think about they that. They were like Matt. more concerned about me
0: not drinking than I was. What if you took that same thing, right? So you made a conscious decision not to drink just to kind of clear your mind or whatever your reasoning was. Well, what if you did the same thing with other things that we do to ourselves that are negative? Like, what if you said, you know what? I'm not going to let when people criticize me, I'm not going to let that impact me in a negative way. I'm going to stop and think about what they're saying and say, is there yeah. any truth to that?
1: Yeah. And say, is there any truth that, okay, there might be, a, a, what level of priority right. do I have for taking care of this? Right. And now here's the thing. Um, when it comes to criticism, when you talk about self-confidence, it's um, it's difficult. But if you're hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over, then there might be a little something to that. Maybe there's something to yeah, that. Yeah. I, I discard the one-offs um, you know, and, and even, you know, occasionally. So we get a lot of feedback about this podcast and like, it's overwhelmingly awesome. And then occasionally we get someone that's like, you guys should let the guests talk more. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe, I mean, it's a conversational (laughs) show. I mean, if I had to do this every day and I was just like, asked the same four questions and, and there are podcasts like that. There are, and that's fine. Yeah. And then, by the way, because podcasts are free, I often say, well, you know, give you, we have a money-back guarantee. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't we listen. Do, we do have a money-back guarantee here on Startup Hustle. If you do not like it, we will give you your money back. Double your money back. We could really go infinite. Yeah. A thousand
0: percent money-back guarantee. My, my mentor, uh, when I started in the speaking business, told me, he said, don't believe your press. Oh, positive yeah. Or negative because the yeah. second you believe it, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, but that's that point is like, yeah, I have to have thick skin. I've actually spent a lot of time talking to musicians about that, just because yeah. of my past history in there. And it's like, I mean, the good ones will and athletes will say that too. Well, uh, you, you know, know like you you just can't believe it because no matter what, you got to keep in mind that it, when you're in a point of uh, uh, of people actually making commentary about you, sometimes it's their it's okay. What what is the motivation? Where's the where's the yeah. input coming from? And what is the you know like If I'm having to, if you're giving a, speaking publicly and it's my job to come give a review on that, I might be like the off colored jokes and swearing turned me off. Yeah. But what if that wasn't meant to be for the, maybe
0: I'm supposed to turn other people on with
1: that. Well, that's my point is who's the person that's giving that input. Do they even matter? Or maybe they got a speeding ticket on their way to your show. Could be. Or maybe it's just better for whatever it is they're trying to accomplish to not be like, (laughs) Frank was amazing and I love, well, okay, when's he coming back? Never.
0: It's easier to say negative stuff. Or what I've realized too, Matt, is sometimes for me to do my job well, I, I have to piss you off. I yeah, have sure. to make you uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, And sometimes people aren't okay with that. And I tell them up front, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Okay. And well, then, one of the bit best examples of that is a personal trainer. Yeah. If you had a personal trainer, who's just it's, like, is this hard? And you're like, yeah, it's getting tough. Okay, well, let's stop. Right. Let's just quit. No more. Let's not do any more reps. Get off the treadmill. Okay. Let me rack these weights. Yeah. I mean, like that it's is getting the tough, crown so example of comfort, discomfort. Yeah, to create a positive change. Right. So speaking, that's of, our that's our
0: right back to the beginning.
1: Yeah. Well, nicely and, done. Yeah. Did you like that? Have you done this before? I have. Two hundred times. More. Three <laughs> hundred. Getting close. Okay. I don't even. It's. I was thinking about that the other day, and you know we used to, uh, um, and and I think it's okay. I think another good thing for increasing your self confidence is allow yourself to celebrate milestones, even if yeah. it's quietly and privately. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned how many times we've done this. I don't know, man. A bunch. I really don't. I mean, probably coming up on the three, for all I know, this could be the 300th episode. I don't know. So Uh, somebody out there that's listened to all of them, would you just send an email and let Matt know how many of them he's done and how many of them you liked? We have a couple of them. There's actually a guy that he sent us some free pens, Stephen Ford from Penco LLC.com. It's got these really awesome pens that cool. have these jewels on top of it. And you know what? If, if any of you are out there and you're someone that sent in a message, you know, I've got, I mean, I can remember him. Like we have one guy in St. Louis says Edward. Uh, he had a chicken hustle. This guy's a, de- a developer and he's also like running a chicken ranch on the wow. side. And recently we had a guy from Stuttgart, Germany. Stuttgart. Yeah, Joseph uh, who mentioned, he said, I listened to the, I listened to the startup hustle on the way to work, you know, keep it going. On the Autobahn had another dude, I don't know, yeah, so hey, be, be safe. People listen to us at 800 miles an hour. We had another guy from Thailand who has sent a couple different messages and said, you know, things along the line of, uh, of you know, not only do, do you like what we're doing, but they've started their own podcast. Cool. And, you know, different things like that. And you talk about like, okay, so should I focus on that or should I focus on the one person that six months ago was like, shut up. Don't talk on your <laughs> podcast. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it's like we don't talk. It's gonna be kind of yeah. slow. Well, hang on. Let's let's recreate that. Yeah, that's what it would sound like. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, well, dude, thanks for we could thanks go, for having me we on. could go on and on and on. We'll and, do it again sometime. Yeah, we'll do it again. So anyway, see you next time. All right.